If you clicked on this episode, then I'm guessing you're interested in growing your YouTube channel. Whoop, whoop. I could not be more excited for you. I don't get to talk about YouTube too often since Instagram seems to be what the people want to hear about these days, but I could not skip over making an episode dedicated entirely to you YouTubers out there. YouTube has been my absolute passion for over a decade now, and I love to create new and unique content for the platform, as well as teach others the strategies that I've used to skyrocket the growth of my YouTube channel over the past year or so. So if you're ready to learn how to maintain and grow an awesome YouTube channel surrounded by a community of supporters, then keep on listening because this is the episode for you. Welcome to the Creator Club Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Steckley, YouTube creator and owner of my own creative content agency. My team and I edit podcasts, produce YouTube channels, plan Instagram feeds, and more for online creators and entrepreneurs. On this show, I'm going to be spilling my best secrets about making it as a creator online. And because I believe in community over competition, this Creator Club is open to anyone. I can't wait for us to learn together, so keep on listening. The very first step to creating a successful YouTube channel and getting out of your growth rut is creating really good content, but also creating the right kind of content. Something that is super important to realize as an online creator is that every platform has its own type of content. You can't just make something for YouTube and post it on Instagram and post it on Facebook and post it on TikTok, etc. Each of these platforms has a certain kind of content that people expect to see when they are on that platform. And when you start making videos for YouTube, you need to know what people expect from a YouTube video. Now, before you get stressed out about doing a bunch of research, don't worry, I've got you. I spent 10 years on this website observing trends and what works and what doesn't work. So I'm going to explain the formula to making a quality YouTube video. And you might be surprised to learn that it doesn't have anything to do with the kind of camera or editing software you use. So here we go. These are three questions that you need to ask yourself every time you produce a YouTube video to make sure that you're creating the right kind of content. Number one, is it searchable? YouTube is not, like you might assume, just a social media platform. In fact, YouTube is a video search engine owned by the world's largest search engine, Google. A lot of people show up on YouTube because they are searching for something. Of course, there are people like me, and probably you too, that subscribe and follow certain creators and watch everything they post. But even those of us who are dedicated to the subscription feed are also going to be searching for specific content every once in a while. And this is the number one way that you can grow your audience and find new people. Have people find you through search because they're looking for the kind of content that you're creating. So when you have a video idea, ask yourself, would someone search for this? If not, it might not be the kind of video you want to make. People are often searching for answers to questions, tips, or tutorials. Once you've determined if your content is the kind that people might search for, Next, it's important that you create the right title, description, and tags that will allow that video to show up in search. Here's my secret tip. Use TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy is a browser extension that you can download for free in Google Chrome that adds all kinds of functions to YouTube. 
The one that I use it most for is a feature called Keyword Explorer. This feature allows you to search video titles that you're thinking of using, and it will return a score out of 100 for how likely that title is to rank well in search. It takes into consideration how many existing videos there are on the topic and how often people are searching for that topic. So this is a great way to test out potential titles and switch it up to find the best version that will attract the most traffic. You probably want to aim for a score somewhere between 60 and 75. Once you've got a title that is TubeBuddy approved and in the green, it's time to craft a keyword rich description and tags. Use a mix of short and long tail keywords that target search terms that you didn't include in your title. Maybe in your TubeBuddy testing, you found that there were two titles that ranked high that could work for your video. Make sure that you write the title that you didn't choose in your tags and try to work it into your description as well. When writing the description, remember you're writing for the algorithm, but you're also writing for human beings. So try to balance the keyword usage and readability when you're coming up with a description so that you don't turn people off with super spammy writing in the description box. Meanwhile, the tags are definitely just for the computer. So feel free to shove as many related keywords in there as possible to help the algorithm sort your video. So now that you've got a great title that TubeBuddy has given a high score and you've got a description and tags that are full with lots of keywords, this is gonna land you high in search results. So now you're in the search results, it's time to move on to question number two, which is, is your video clickable? Getting your video to show up where the right people are looking for it is only half the battle. The second part is getting those people to actually click on your video. This can be a lot harder than you might think. There is a lot of competition out there on YouTube, so you need to make sure that your video stands out as high quality and desirable to whoever might be looking through the search results. Here's a few quick tips on making your thumbnail clickable. First, you're gonna wanna know what you're up against. If I'm making a video that I'm targeting for a search-based audience, which if you're just starting out, all of your videos should be targeted for a search-based audience, then one of the first things that I'm gonna be doing in this context is searching the video title I plan on using and seeing what the thumbnails of the other videos in the search results look like. Once I have a good grip on what colors people are using, if there's faces in the thumbnails, if there's a lot of text, then I will go ahead and start designing my thumbnail. Now, that being said, I do have a pretty defined thumbnail style, which you'll notice if you go to my channel, youtube.com slash Katie, but I do leave myself enough creative room to change it up as necessary in order to stand out from what the other people are doing in those search results. I also try to make my thumbnails stand out to the particular kind of audience I'm targeting as well. For example, I have a few tutorials about podcasting on my channel. A lot of the other search results have thumbnails with people's faces on them, like the person in the video. And most of those faces are the faces of mid thirties white dudes. Now, I could have gone for a more graphic thumbnail style with text and icons in order to stand out from those thumbnails, but instead, I decided to keep my face in the thumbnail because I know if I was searching for a podcasting tutorial, which I've done in the past, then I'm personally more likely to click on one made by a woman because I feel like I can relate to her more, I want to support her channel, etc. So I know that by including my photo in the thumbnail, 
I might be able to target the female podcaster audience better. All of this is to say, it's really important that you craft your thumbnail with care and with the knowledge of what other thumbnails are likely to appear next to it. I personally use Photoshop to edit all of my thumbnails, but you can definitely use Canva or even Instagram stories. I showed how to do that in a YouTube video once before actually. Anything that lets you design a 16 by nine image will do just fine. All right, so you've got your video in front of the viewer by optimizing it for search with your title description and tags, and you've caught their attention and their click by making an awesome thumbnail. It's time for the third question that you need to ask yourself, and that is number three, is it value packed? And why is this question so important? It's because it takes the person who just clicked on your thumbnail from curious to invested and from a viewer to a subscriber. Great searchability and amazing thumbnails will only get you clicks. They will not get you subscribers. And what will get you subscribers is having high value content that delivers on the promise made in the title and thumbnail. This should be the number one focus because if your video falls flat, all the work in the previous two steps is for nothing. The YouTube algorithm has changed a lot over the years. In the past, it focused primarily on how many clicks or views a video got. And that is when the era of clickbait reigned supreme. Now, the YouTube algorithm has shifted to focus on watch time, meaning now that someone has clicked on your video, how long did they stay there? YouTube uses watch time as a measurement of how good your video is because presumably people don't watch bad or clickbaity videos for very long because it wasn't what it was promised to be. Making value-packed videos is not a crazy science. It's just being honest about what you're offering and then truly delivering on it in the content. When you use this overall guide of searchable, clickable, and valuable content, you will take people through a funnel from stranger to acquaintance, to loyal follower, all through the experience of one video. And that is how you make the right kind of content for YouTube. We'll get back to the Instagram advice in just a minute, but first I want to tell you about today's sponsor, Artlist. Today's episode is brought to you by Artlist. Artlist is my favorite source for catchy and high quality music that I use in my YouTube videos, podcasts, and client projects. Fun fact, I found the theme music for this podcast on Artlist. Artlist has by far the best licensing policy of any online music library subscription. One subscription gets you access to an amazing library of tunes and you are free to use them everywhere. Seriously, everywhere. If you're a freelancer, you can use this music in your client projects and everything. Don't miss out on this awesome collection of music just waiting for you to use it in your next great project. You can go to katiesteckley.com slash artlist, that's A-R-T-L-I-S-T, to join now. P.S. This is an affiliate link, so by getting your subscription through my link, you'll be supporting the show. So go to katiesteckley.com slash artlist to find the perfect song for your next project. So the next important part about getting your channel to grow is staying consistent and active on the platform. Once you've got the quality down, it's time to work on quantity. In order to grow an audience, people can't just see one video of yours. They need to see more videos coming out fresh every week. My general advice is to aim as best as you can to producing content weekly. And listen, I know this can be hard, especially when you're just starting out and obviously it's just a hobby for you. 
but it's so important to keep posting videos anyway. And it will definitely be hard to stay motivated when you're only getting a couple dozen views of video. Trust me, I know that was me for years. But remember, the beauty of YouTube is that videos don't go away after 24 hours, like on Instagram stories. They have a super long shelf life compared to most social media, and they will continue to grow in views over time if you make them searchable, like I described previously. Especially when you're getting started, you can't be focused on how many views you're getting on each video. Mostly at this point, it's about giving yourself more at-bats. Hopefully you don't mind the sports analogy because I'm going to keep going with it here for a minute. I think about YouTube like baseball. Every time you post a video, you swing a bat. Sometimes you strike out, like when I post a video that doesn't even crack a thousand views. But sometimes you hit a single. Okay, awesome, getting maybe two or three thousand views in my context. And sometimes you hit a home run. Like, for instance, my Instagram Hacks for Creators 2019 video that's racked up more than a million views. Look, I don't get home runs every time. In fact, I've only really ever hit one. And I also don't hit singles every time either. But I keep posting videos and my channel keeps growing. If I never posted for fear of striking out, I would never have got my home run. So trust me, when you're feeling super unmotivated because no one's going to see this anyway... Just keep going. Someday you will hit that home run. It's just going to take time. Even if you aren't posting a video every day, try to get on YouTube once a day and keep your channel active. Create playlists, comment on other videos, or update old thumbnails that could use a refresh. This lets the YouTube algorithm know that you're an active channel. Also take this time to take note of what trends are popular in your niche. This will be super helpful when it comes to getting your videos to the suggested videos section of other creators. Staying on top of what's going on in the world of YouTube content will help you become a better creator. So make good, searchable, clickable, valuable content and make it consistently. And finally, number three, pay attention to your analytics and use them to shape your path. This can be pretty intimidating when you first start out because there's a lot of data there to analyze. Real talk, I still do not fully know how to interpret all the graphs and charts in the analytics section of YouTube Studio, but that's okay. We are always growing and learning every day, right? It's important to start learning what some of these numbers mean at least because they can help you move in the direction of growth. If you're not sure what niche you might want to be creating in, especially at first when you're getting started, you can experiment with different topics. And then once you have some results to analyze, you can use your analytics to figure out what topics do the best. Time for some more real talk. When I made my million view video, I was not planning on becoming a social media marketing educator or planning to make that much content about Instagram. Really, I made it because I had lots of people asking me questions about how I made my Instagram stories. At the time, I wanted to be a travel vlogger, a dream that I might still pursue one day, but at least for now is on hold. And when I saw the huge results that I got from that Instagram-related video, I quickly started to post more Instagram videos. Following in the direction of success has helped my channel continue to grow after the viral video, and it has hugely helped my business as well with getting me more clients who want me to help them with the kind of thing that I'm most passionate about, content creation and social media strategy. So you never know where YouTube might take you. In a way, if you're indecisive, this is great because you can kind of let the algorithm decide for you what niche you should be in. Just know that once you see what works, 
you will make growth so much easier on yourself if you follow in that direction. I could have ignored that Instagram viral video and decided to only talk about travel and filmmaking and to never talk about Instagram again, but I would certainly not be where I am today, continuing to work to get myself in a position where I could make travel content again someday if I wanted to. So learn from me and my experiences and use your analytics to help you decide which direction to take your channel in. You never know what weird and wonderful places you might end up based on what the people of YouTube decide. So there you have it. That is my crash course on YouTube growth and content creation. Content, consistency, and using the data to guide you is what it is all about. I hope you found this episode not only informative, but also maybe a bit inspiring. I truly love YouTube and the format and the communities that exist there. And I'm so excited that you're going to be starting a channel and I can't wait to see you grow there as well. Before I dive into my outro, I need to give a very special thanks to my Creator Club Insider Launch Squad. Thank you all so much for your support and your willingness to take a chance on this show. I cannot say thank you more. So a big thank you goes to showme underscore zero waste, Lena Rausch.de, Elena Hartung, Tori Parmenter, Gabrielle Kisoy, Fashion with Haley, TC Crawford, Sarah Yates Photo, she Lives for Travel and Food, Maddie Styles, Shanice Creativity, Jordan Steckley, Star Wars underscore Cards, Leanne Rodriz, Amanda underscore Creek, Gio Sierra, Juanita dot Razia, The Adventures of Paul and Sue, By Felicia dot B, CF underscore Claire Fitness, Eliza H. Reed, Lena Forrestal, and Hannah Creative. You can find all of their links. Those are all their Instagram handles. Find them in the show notes linked. Go check out all of their profiles. They are awesome, supportive, creative folks. And again, thank you so much uh, for your support on this show. If you want to be a part of my creator club, you can go to katiesteckley.com slash club to join. Thank you so much for listening to this first ever episode. Let's roll the outro. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Creator Club Podcast. If you listen to this entire episode, I want to know who you are. Send me a DM on Instagram at Katie Steckley so we can chat. Do you want to be part of the official Creator Club? You can join my Insider Squad Facebook group by going to katiesteckley.com slash club. I'd love to see you there. Finally, if you're looking for more value-packed content like this, check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash katie. Go to my channel and search Instagram hacks, and I promise you won't be disappointed. If you want to hear more episodes like this and support this show to continue, please leave me a review in iTunes. It really helps me out, and you just might get featured on the next episode as the review of the week. Leave your IG handle in the review so I can give you a shout out. Again, thanks so much for listening, and as always, I hope you are having adventures and following your dreams, and I'll catch you next week, Creator Club. Creator Club.